I've been asked to comment on the housing shortage in different forums for the last little while because it's something that I've been looking ahead and going like, I know this is going to get worse before it gets better. And even now when I'm saying it's not that bad right now, looking ahead, I know it's going to get worse before it gets better. You're the first one that's doing something that's an actual solution that we can deploy today. Welcome to the Room Exchange podcast, helping you rent better. In this podcast, we're having conversations with industry leaders in the rental market, along with everyday renters sharing fascinating stories, insights, and tips to help you rent better. Hello and welcome to the Room Exchange podcast. I'm Ludwina Dordovic and today I have the absolute pleasure of talking to Laura Shooter, Managing Director at SJ Shooter Real Estate in Dubbo. She's also a pretty good mate of mine, so this is going to be a great conversation today. As a seventh generation Dubbo local, she's seen how central housing is essential to our community. Now, it's her mission to align the online and real world experience of Dubbo in a worthy representation of her home city. Welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you so much for having me, Ladwina. I'm really excited. Now, you and I started getting acquainted, I think, how long ago was it? Maybe a year ago? No, it's only a few months ago. It must have been in like February, March. And I rang you to talk about the room exchange, but we talked about everything else. Oh, that's right. I remember that phone conversation. Yes. I think you were about to do a speaking gig or something. I can't believe it was this year. That's crazy. I feel like I've known you for ages. Same. Yeah. And we got to meet each other in real life at PropTech Awards Night. Absolutely. So that was fantastic. I know. I have to give myself a plug here. The Room Exchange won the award for Most Innovative Scale-Up for Environment, Social and Sustainability, which I think is a pertinent topic for today because really the whole topic of housing and the challenges that's happening in regional, it's a pretty big topic, isn't it? It's massive. Yes. Yeah. Look, before we get into that, how about you introduce yourself and tell me what you do and why you do it? So Laura Shooter and I run SJ Shooter Real Estate here in Dubbo together with my husband, Samuel. The reason I do that, I really see real estate as essential community infrastructure. And I think there's such a natural connection between real estate and the community. And I love thinking about how to bring things together. So it's good for people, good for our city and good for the industry as well. Yeah, that's actually a really good point because when we think about housing in Australia, I think majority of people have thought about it as an investment, not really as one of the most basic essential needs that everybody requires, right? Yeah, I think so. I think we can get a little bit lost in the transactional aspects of it, but it is. It's so fundamental and everyone needs somewhere to live. Yeah, absolutely. And then when I think about renting in the housing market, And the fact that that is actually a service that someone's providing us, I don't think that we consider that enough as well. So maybe we can dig into that a little bit today too. But why don't you tell me about how you see housing in regional areas and particularly in Dubbo? Yeah, so I guess the housing market from a sales perspective has followed the same trends that we've been seeing nationally. And we've got a little bit of a shift happening now. So there's a little bit less demand, but there's still plenty of people around. It's just not as crazy as it was. So when you look at the data and the trends, it shows that it has come back just slightly. The values have started to drop back a little bit. But what we've seen historically in Dubbo, and this is reflected in a lot of the regions, is it's never tanked. It's never crashed. We don't have a boom and bust cycle. It just has a little exhale and then continues on its upward trajectory. 
In rentals, it's quite interesting. You know, we hear a lot of commentary around investors selling out and certainly I'm sure that is what's been going on in the cities. But here, what we've seen in this last quarter, there was actually an extra 130 bonds held by rental bonds. So that's telling us there's been an increase in rental accommodation available here. And what we're seeing on the ground is people have been kind of capped out affordability-wise. So we do have some properties that have been sitting a little longer. We've seen values overall go up slightly, but one-bedroom prices came down ever so slightly in the last data. So I think it's showing there is a capacity for that market correction to be there. And that's sort of what we're starting to experience now. I'm hearing typically in regional areas that rental accommodation is a massive issue. Can you tell me how that's been reflected in Dubbo? Because particularly one of the major concerns that I have is businesses and just the local economic factors in regional areas are really being hit hard because if they can't house workers, if they can't house people who are coming in to develop and all the various different things that are occurring in regional areas, then that's creating a massive knock-on effect overall. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's it's been really an interesting one to watch. So right at this moment, I'd say it's probably some of the best time to rent in Dubbo over the last couple of years. So there is a bit more stock on and slightly less demand. But what we're finding is the applicants not necessarily being able to afford the rent. So they're not getting a look in due to just affordability issues. And then what was happening when it was tighter is that we've got all these companies needing to bring workers to town. Like Dubbo is full of really diverse opportunities for people. So there's all kinds of different positions and businesses were unable to attract the right talent because they weren't able to get a house. And so then we had these companies, they would go and they rent a property and take that rental accommodation off the market so that they could put their workers in there. But of course, then that's now one less property on the market they're not necessarily housing workers in there all the time. They've just got them there so that they can bring that talent in when it comes up. Like we're in a talent shortage as well as a housing shortage. So they were doing that to solve their own problem. So, and this is what was happening. So the people with the means and resources can and will solve their own problems. And it means that then it's vulnerable people that are left with higher prices, less availability and they're the ones who are missing out. And none of us are really that many unforeseen things happening away from staring down the barrel of homelessness. Geez, that's just such a strong statement. I've been hearing as well that middle class, whatever that means these days, only two paychecks away from it themselves. It's With all of the interest rate hikes that have been occurring, it's interesting to actually see the effect that that's happening at the room exchange, because this is the first time that we've actually seen just as many homeowners signing up as we are renters. And before, it used to be about 25% homeowners and 75% renters, and now it's 50-50. And I'd even go as far as to say some weeks it can actually even be more. So homeowners are actually feeling the pinch with the multiple interest rate hikes and looking at ways to actually get that additional income in. That's right. And so we hear a lot about the effect on renters and it is really important and we absolutely need to look at how we're making the renting experience better. However, owners have experienced exponentially more increases in their expenses. So whether they're an owner-occupier or whether they are actually, they have an investment property and they're supplying rental accommodation for someone else, their increase in expenses is 
gone beyond what tenants have experienced in the last little while. And that's creating this risk of investors leaving the market. And as I said before, the data shows that that's not what's happened here. And I guess we have a much lower median price in Dubbo. So it is possible that investors might take their money out of a more expensive market and put it somewhere like Dubbo. But there's a real risk that we're going to lose a lot more. And it's already happening. The data shows that we're reducing that rental pool further and further. But meanwhile, like your solution, the room exchange, this is why I think when I saw it and I started talking about it, because I've been asked to comment on the housing shortage in different forums for the last little while, because it's something that I've been looking ahead and going like, I know this is going to get worse before it gets better. And even now when I'm saying it's not that bad right now, looking ahead, I know it's going to get worse before it gets better. You're the first one that's doing something that's an actual solution that we can deploy today. And this is a thing, supply, we have a supply issue. Supply takes time to fix. Meanwhile, we're bringing in migration at rates we've not seen in a really long time. Like Houston, we have a problem and (laughs) the room exchange is actually tying up these two problems into a solution. So, you know, we've got homeowners feeling the pinch, got people who need somewhere to stay and that comes together in finding something that both of them need. Yeah, it's interesting. And for those who are listening that have not heard about the room exchange before, you might be interested to know that there are over 13 million unused spare bedrooms in 10 million homes across Australia, which is existing housing stock. It's insane. I know. When you look at it, it's just like, how did that happen? Mm. How did that happen? And those spare bedrooms laying dormant in a lot of these homes that we're talking about who were struggling with the multiple interest rate hikes. And they don't see themselves as kind of like house sharers or people who might get a flatmate, so to speak. They're looking for something more sophisticated and that's where our platform comes in because we have uh, mandatory vacation profile matching and also rental options and premium services to help them to negotiate their arrangements. So for anyone listening who wants to know more about that, that's what we do. And what Laura was talking about is like when we're looking at solutions, what is available right now? And so, you know, the government's talking about building. That's great. It's going to take about five years to build some of that housing that's required. Yeah. But with the mess that the building industry is in at the moment and the long delays that are occurring, you know, like I don't even think they're going to be putting a dent in them in what's required. Exactly. And that's what worries me. What happens to everybody who doesn't have the privilege and the resources to really go ahead and make those things happen for themselves by saying they'll pay extra by using their business to secure rental accommodation or short-term accommodation? So this is everybody's problem. Like, what does increased homelessness actually look like in your city? Like, I definitely have noticed even here in the last little while some things that had previously been hidden are getting a bit more visible. And I just think like some people think, oh, it won't affect me. You know, I might be able to make some changes. I won't go on that overseas holiday or whatever, but really it affects everybody. When you go downtown and there's people around that haven't been able to, you know, that are sleeping rough or or having a hard time. And I know the room exchange isn't a solution for homelessness. Like what you can do is help people who ordinarily wouldn't be in that position to stay far away from that. Yeah, absolutely. So we look at it like a prevention Yeah, to that right at the point where somebody is in trouble or they've just lost their job or they're needing to leave their current premises and they have to find somewhere else and they can't. That's a great point to actually then come and look at the room exchange because once people do actually fall into homelessness, unfortunately, it 
there's a lot of other challenges that become involved and it's required some social welfare support there and our homeowners aren't there to actually support people in that way. So thanks for clarifying that. Let's move on a little bit now. I'd like to talk about housing in terms of the lost opportunity cost for regional areas, because I know that there's been quite a few conversations. One occurred yesterday from a big regional area in Victoria, I won't say just yet, but you know, they're looking at finding accommodation solutions within the health industry down there because they're wanting to get, you know, doctors and nurses and things to come to the, sorry, people to come to the area, but they can't actually find accommodation for them. There's a lot of lost opportunity costs like that that are occurring because they can't find housing for local people. So let's talk about some of those lost opportunity costs. We had a really good conversation about this the other day, and there's a number of them that I just don't think that regional areas are thinking about. And these are areas that we're looking at finding solutions for regional towns to actually help solve this problem. So why don't you rattle off a few that come to mind for you? Yeah, for sure. And this is the thing. So like being able to unlock that latent capacity that's already there in the houses that already exist. Yeah, you can really capitalize on opportunities. So the film industry is a big one that like they'll come to an area for a short period of time and well, short-ish, it could be a few months, and they need to kind of find that extra accommodation. And that brings all kinds of opportunities to a regional city like Dubbo or like other regional areas ongoing beyond the life of the film. It can really add to the economy and to the tourism and all those things. So film industry is a big one. There's this opportunity cost if we can't figure this out as regions, sporting events. So the ability to have large sporting events It might just be for a weekend or a week that you have all these extra families. They're going to book out all the accommodation. But really, there'd be so many people who'd be happy to have someone come along and stay in their house short term. You know what they're there for. It feels less risky. Like there'd be so many people. And if it puts a few dollars in your back pocket, fantastic. Again, problems tied neatly up into a solution. Arts and music festivals. I know the like the Parks Elvis Festival their local real estate agency has done some amazing work helping unlock capacity, but your solution could help extend that to other regional cities who might not have someone who could put their hand up and do that. Construction industry, so these projects, we know we've got a lot of projects coming to town. There's been a lot of discussions about how to accommodate all these workers on all these different projects. We're a renewable energy zone here, so huge solar and wind projects going in through the region, as well as you know other energy-related projects. So massive workforce that needs accommodating and like we need things now even if they are going to build their own things that's still going to take time so we've got that as well so yeah labor hire short-term projects and then yeah these large companies so we've got a number of quite large companies here like Fletcher's the Avatoire and we've got Mars Construction all these companies need to bring big workforces in and being able to accommodate them has been like one of the challenges they've faced in being able to get the workers to do the job they need to do. Yeah. One of the ideas that we've tossed around, interestingly, since our initial discussion, Laura, it has actually expanded into some other conversations, which I'll share more specifically about with you on the download another time. But when the Room Exchange looks at any kind of solution like this that we can solve, one of our core values is how can we do it without removing further properties from the rental pool? because we Mm. don't want houses to just be available for short-term stays and then they remain empty for a good portion of the year. That's against our company values. So one of the models that we have begun to develop is what would have typically have been called years ago the concept of billeting. So when you were talking about, you know, say if there was a 
family sporting event that was coming to town, like maybe a finals football event or sporting event or something like that. I remember as a kid, you know, when we were involved in netball, we'd get billeted out. It was very differently set up back then. It'd be like, hey, who's got a room in the house? They stick their hand up. Yep, you'll do. And you'd go and stay there with your family. This would be much more organized. But having the local Mm -hmm. community realize that if they were to just open up their home, they could be putting a tent in the backyard, maybe a couple of kids will top and tail in a bed or, you know, it doesn't have to be a hotel ready type short stay set up. It's just, look, if you need somewhere that's a bit cheaper, this is our price for three or four days, come and stay. And the room exchange can build a micro version of what it is that our main platform is and facilitate that for the local area. Then that is going to bring a lot more of these opportunities to the local towns and also get the local people involved. And I grew up in a little country town called Howlong, just outside of Albury. So I know what community people are like. And my mum had a revolving front door. It was crazy. Like we knew everyone in town and when anyone came to town, needed somewhere to stay, you'd stick your hand up. And that's just the nature of country living, yeah? Yeah. I think these things are good for us. It can seem a little uncomfortable or unfamiliar to go and stay with people you don't know. And I think particularly, you know, just recently, I don't know if it's the pandemic or other factors, we're so scared of each other. And I think so often there's so much joy to be found in actually taking a risk on each other. and yeah, it can really add to both people's life to kind of be a bit vulnerable, have those connections. And this is one of the things I remember we talked about in my first chat. I'm like, how do you help people see the best in each other? And do you have kind of these issues? I think we're also afraid of the worst case scenario. And we're all afraid of kind of throwing our hat in the ring going, yes, I can be part of the solution because we're scared of each other. And you've not experienced this. And I was surprised because you've facilitated a lot of these things, but what you're really seeing is it is, it's adding to people. It's not kind of this as risky as it sounds, I guess. One of the things that I do a few times a year is go and be a housemaid in someone's home so I can know exactly what it feels like. And of course, my circumstance might be a little different because of who I am. But the last time I did it was in January this year for three weeks. And it was in a really beautiful mud brick house down in near Warburton. And it was just amazing with a woman, she was single mother with a child. And it was just okay, I've got to kind of get the vibe of the house. How can I contribute? You know, establishing what the rules are around, you know, how I interacted with a daughter. All of that happened very quickly. And it's interesting when you go and you put yourself in someone else's place where they're open like that and they're saying, yeah, well, yeah, come and stay. It's three weeks. Come and have a good time here. And, you know, you can adapt for a very short period of time, but then you find that very quickly you end up falling into each other's groove anyway. And I don't know about you, but like I've been married 30 years and you get very, very used to how you live in your own house and how you are and who you become around the person that you live most with. It's actually really nice to, what's the word? I become more consciously aware of myself. I think it's a word when I'm in somebody else's place. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does make sense. That's what I mean. I think it's good for us to have these experiences and to be exposed to different people, different ways of living and... Yeah, I think it's only good. Yeah, no, I do too. And the benefits that it can bring to local communities is it's very strong. It's very positive. And, you know, I have this saying too, I believe that the majority of people in the world are good people. And Mm. having said that, it's still important to set up a structure or a system or process to provide that confidence to people. And so when we talk about the mandatory verification, when somebody registers Mm. on our platform, their name and the date of birth they register with, if it's not correct when they do the verification process, which is inbuilt in our system, 
if it doesn't match exactly what they're registered with, they won't pass, which means they can't connect with anyone. So if you're a homeowner and you're wondering, well, how do you know that person is who they say they are? You have to go through that process and they have to go through that process to be able to connect with each other. And that has been like a natural filtering process because people Mm. with ill intention or who have got something to hide will not complete our process. And that's that's fine. You know, that's That's absolutely fine with us. Yeah, you're doing us a favour. And in the six years we've been in operation, we've not had one complaint. So the process works. That's right. I just think that's remarkable. Yeah. Thank you. And we're the first and only verified house sharing platform in the country. So we've made that a rule from the get-go and I'm really glad that we have. And the other part is the profile matching. You know, you can look at that, whether you're looking at some for someone to come into your home now, into long term, or if you're listening in a regional area and you want to have a conversation with us about how we can possibly help you not miss out on these opportunity costs that we mentioned, we can actually establish a setup that actually suits that model for you. So we're looking at a number of different commercial models and white label solutions for organisations and businesses in regional areas. So you are in Melbourne at the moment, I believe. Back in Dubbo. Oh, you're back in Dubbo. You were in Melbourne, yeah. But I was there a couple of days ago. At the RISE conference? At the RISE conference. Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, look, it was an incredibly impactful conference the RISE Initiative champions mental wellness in the real estate industry. It's a one-day conference. They brought in people from all different backgrounds, all different walks of life. They shared really vulnerable stories. And yeah, I think there were about six, 700 people there in the auditorium and having this experience together. And it was really impactful. I think a lot of people were in tears. Nazir Sabani, the streets barber, spoke about his journey through addiction to then being in service and living on purpose and he gives haircuts to homeless people to you know help them reconnect with their feeling human again and yeah really just incredible story but stories like that I could mention all the speakers but it was really cool and actually Samuel and I got to speak as well we talked about a panel called couples therapy and how we kind of make it work we've been married for 16 years and working together for about eight so yeah, just to kind of share what that's been like. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Do you both work in the same environment or different locations? Same, same. So, and I think the business started from our home. So when we talk about that separation from work, that kind of hasn't really been the experience for us. And I don't think that's all bad either. I think the shared context is kind of added to it. Yeah, there's a lot we sort of understand just naturally, just because we're working together. Yeah, my husband and I have been working together for about eight years. So when I say together, not in the same business. So he's not involved in the room exchange and I'm not involved in Atlas Electrical, but his office is right behind me in our house. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. You've got to put up some very clear boundaries, but I've been working from home for 29 years, so it felt like a space invader. Yeah, right. That would have been strange. (laughs) Yeah, it was really interesting. So Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been an absolute pleasure. And this is the first time we've actually done a video version of our podcast. I'm usually an audio podcaster, but I wanted to get a few video clips of this one with you. So thank you very much. And so if you you. are listening and you want to watch the video, you'll be able to see it on our YouTube channel as well at The Room Exchange. So Laura, how can people find out more about you? LinkedIn's probably where I'm most active. So just Laura Shooter. Our business, SJ Shooter Real Estate, is on Facebook and Instagram. And yeah, they're probably the best ways. Fantastic. And we'll have those links on our show notes page as well. So thank you so much. We'll speak to you again. And thank you. My pleasure. Thank you, Ludwina. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening. If you're looking for your next rental, head over to The Room Exchange, Australia's first verified house sharing platform. Our profiles make it easy to match you based on personality, values and lifestyle. And you can choose to rent or offset your rent, saving you time and money. To find out more, go to theroomexchange.com. You can connect with us across our social media platforms at The Room Exchange or email admin at theroomexchange.com.